20, 30, cuts midfield, 40, the kicker to beat, see you later. And the 40, and the 30, look at him go, 20, 10, DTR to the house. Here comes Donald, and he spins Burrow around and then trying to throw it away. TDLB, Raiders in the end zone. The Raiders have a touchdown. This is L.A. Football Mondays, talking all things L.A. football with Rams Hall of Famer Eric Dickerson. Eric Dickerson. L.A. Football Mondays is brought to you by the Ford F-150 truck with an available interior work surface and 12-inch touchscreen. It's built tough. Visit your local Southern California dealer to test drive one today. And now, here's Fred Rogan, Rodney Pete, and Eric Dickerson. All right, here we go. Eric's here. It's a Monday. Good to see you, E.G. Good seeing you too, Fred. Good seeing you. You don't, you don't look grumpy today. Like, is it because I'm here? Is that what it is? You happy not, to see me? Wait. So, in the spirit of full disclosure, since the pandemic, uh, I don't think the three of us have been together in this studio. No. Everybody's I mean, at a different place. Yeah. And I mean, now we're yeah. all back together again. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's great. It has been a long you, time. Yeah, if you were sitting in here every Monday, you would see I am not grumpy. You think I am, but I always am the exact same every day. Fred, I can see you on, I can see you on my computer at home. You know, you know, <laughs> I, you, yeah. you, we're all yeah. looking at each other. <laughs> yeah, we're on Zoom or Skype or something. There's yeah, visuals, Fred. Today you, the you look happy. It. You look happy, Fred. I'm happy. Happy, Fred. And I'm happy you're here. Thank you, All Fred. right, let's get with this. Rams and 49ers tonight. Right off the top. You hate the 49ers. Hate them. Hate them today. I can't you stand hated the fans. playing in San Francisco. Oh, God. Couldn't stand it. Talk about the fans up there. Well, back I can speak about when we played. And that's Rodney had probably, has, probably had the same experience. I mean, when we'd come on the field. I mean, John Robinson tells us, look, because this is my rookie year. When you go up, keep your helmet on. Keep your head down because they're going to be throwing stuff at you. I'm like. At that old like, candlestick, candlestick park. Candlestick park. Yeah. I'm, like, I'm like, for real? Like I'm like, And I, and let me tell you something, boy. The players were hyped. Especially the older players like Dennis Harris, Jackie Slater, Nolan Cromwell. They were hyped about this game. And it was just a regular game to me. Like I'm like, it's another f- tough football game. But let me tell you, when we got there, it wasn't like that. Really, they were throwing stuff at our bus, you know, booing us when we got off the bus. We walked down, we go, we go on the field. Even doing warm-up, we had to have our helmets on because they were really throwing stuff at us, throwing stuff at us down on us. I'm like, this is crazy, man. I mean, and then when you played the game, the Niners were dirty. They were really, they were chop blocked. They were really dirty. And so I'm like, Oh hell no! I'm in, and it's in a sense I can't say the words we used to say on the air, but it made me hate them. And, and and every time we played them, I hated them. I mean, look, I had some I have some friends on that team, like the guys I played. Ronnie Lott became a good friend of mine. I mean, him had some problems, you know, playing against each other. But you know, that's just a game where it's a lot of emotion in that game. Even going back to the '80s and still now, I mean, I think it became a, a, a robbery again now because both teams are good. You know, it wasn't. It's, it's not a robbery when one team is bad and one team is good. Niners were better for us, better than we were for many years, and then vice versa. But now it's a rivalry again, and I'm looking forward to the game tonight. But, you know, it's a game that we need to win. We need to go down and prove that we can beat the 49ers during regular season. I said last year, great, you know, y'all got all these victories against us, but we're going to beat you when it counted. Mm -hmm. And what? We beat them when it counted. Go to the Super Bowl. Yeah, thankfully he dropped that pass. Yeah, thank God. Yeah. Otherwise it would have been a different story. (laughs) Well, hey, that's football. That's football. That's, that's, you, know, you know, that's what losers say. Man, if we'd have caught that pass, yeah. we'd have won. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> we'd have got that first down, we'd have won the game. That's what losers always Made say. Made that interception. We'd have had it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, it, look, there are there are teams in, uh, that you come across in the regular season, especially in your division, because you play them twice, that the intensity level is a little bit more than 
say somebody else that's on the schedule that you just play once and it's not in your division. And certainly, you know, the Rams 49ers over the years have gone back and forth. And like Eric said, you know, the, the fans make it that way. You know, a lot of times the players, you're like going out to play and you're like, okay, I got some friends. I know some people on that team. I know some people that we're going we're gonna to go at it on the field. But the fans take it personally. Right? <laughs> they, right. They're the ones that take it personally, the Northern Cal, Southern Cal thing. And we see it in baseball with the Dodgers and the Giants. Um, but I do. I remember Candlestick. And if you, when you go to the locker room for the opposing team, you got to go like around the corner. It's kind of like the, you're hidden a little bit, and there's an overhang of these fans in this little corner section that just are, I don't know how they gather there or something, but they're nasty, and they will throw. And that's the same thing. Keep your helmet on. Keep your helmet on. Keep your helmet on. Keep your helmet on. And, you know, they, I mean, they yeah. talk about it. They talk about your mama. They talk, nothing's off limits. And, you know, in football, yeah. you know, the wives and the kids are usually off limits. For the, for the 49ers, nothing's off limits. They don't care. Oh, your grandma just died. Good, good, good. Bad, glad you. Well, my grandma died twenty years ago. For your information. <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't even think about because you think forty nine. Oh, it's the wine and cheese crowd up there. No, no, they, but, they man, get man, nasty. Bunch of bunch of hood rats up there. <laughs> All right. So why uh, why have the hood rats had Sean McVay's number during the regular season? Me personally, when I look when I look at the way the Forty Nines play football, they they play old school football. Yeah, they run the football. I mean, if you look at the games yesterday, and I looked at them, I, I went back and looked at every game yesterday. About eighty percent of the teams that ran the football successfully won those games. The Raiders yesterday, I think, he had two hundred twelve yards rushing. Um, last night, the Kansas City Chiefs and the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the Buccaneers had three yards rushing. The Chiefs had, I think, two two hundred yards rushing. I mean, when you can run the football, you can do a lot of things. And the 49ers, you know, they run the football. They, they just do. punch in the mouth. They, they punch. And that, thank you. That's what John Robinson would say. We're going to go out. We're going to punch them in the mouth. You punch them in the mouth enough, that defense, them defense start getting tired. Our defense gets tired. Run them down. You got you to gotta chase a running back. You got to go back. Now you got to pass rush. Now you got to chase another running back. You got to chase a receiver. I mean, and that's what they've done. I got to give them credit. They've done a good job of, and Debo Samuels just be killing us. I mean, they have done a good job of mixing run and pass against us and being very successful. Where in a sense, in the past, we've been very finesseful. You know, want to be a finesse. You don't want to throw the ball, throw a screen here. Instead of going back and trying to punch him in the mouth. And sometimes punching in the mouth doesn't happen till the third quarter. Sometimes the fourth quarter. Sometimes it happened early, but most of the time it takes a toll late in the game. When that game is on the line and you getting you run that football, that defense is like huffing and puffing. I, it's been it's funny when, when you play when you're running back. And all of a sudden, you you go back to the huddle and you hear the defensive lineman, man, go down, make some damn tackles up there, man. The deep, that's what they telling the the the, the DBs telling the, the defensive lineman, the linebacker. They're like, hey, y'all stopping too? I'm like, oh yeah, we got him right where we want. Yeah. We got him arguing. <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's interesting. How much do you think it's um, because both of them are great head coaches. You know, you know? Shanahan and, mm-hmm. and McVay are great head coaches. Well, don't forget and- this, Rodney. If things had worked out differently, Shanahan would have been the coach here. Yeah, I think they probably would have been the coach there. Right, exactly. Right. It could yeah. have been, that, it that's could have true. Been intertwined. Um, that when you know somebody so so well, you kind of know their tendencies a little bit, and that matchup of the head coaches um, has been interesting over the years because it has been Shanahan that has had McVay's numbers, kind of like been a step ahead. Of of McVeigh over the years, and I don't know if it's, you know, sometimes you take things personally when it's your friend, and, you, and you're trying to do too much. 
Um, but you're right. It just feels like over the years, especially in the regular season, that Shanahan has come out with some new wrinkle or something different for the Rams, at least in the regular season, that McVay is not quite ready for. I don't think it's anything personal against McVay. I almost think no. it's personal against the Rams for, for Shanahan because supposedly he was the guy that they wanted. Yeah, he was the guy, but he couldn't. He but was but with he, Atlanta. He, he was in Atlanta during the Super Bowl, so he couldn't come he couldn't interview. Get out of the deal. He, oh, he, yeah. couldn't, he couldn't interview because he had to, he had to, he had to play in the Super Bowl game, so he's going to wait right. to have to interview. Well, then the Rams went and interviewed McVay. But and, keep this in mind. So the Rams interviewed McVay. Yeah. He was next scheduled to go to San Francisco and right. talk to the 49ers. Right. right. He said, nope. And, and after they talked to him for one day, they said, uh-uh, uh-uh. Stay yeah, in the hotel. Stay in the hotel, right. Stay, stay in the hotel. hotel. Don't leave. Yep. And we'll that, call you in the morning. And and that's it. And if, if, if I'm Shanahan, I'll take that personal too. I'm like, oh. Wait a minute. Oh, hell no. Okay. All right. I'm going to stick it to y'all every chance I get. So I get it. I mean, like I said, it's, not, it's nothing against McVeigh. It's against... I, and I, I, he might not say it publicly, but right. I guarantee you, that's that's personal. I would yeah. take that personal too. Yeah, no, hundred percent. When you think, okay, they couldn't wait till I'm done with the Super Bowl to to let me come in and interview. Yeah, and because because they were so impressed with McVeigh, yeah, they didn't want to let him they go. They were go. afraid that the 49ers <laughs> would hire him. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So suddenly they thought he was a better choice. So they made yeah. him stay here. And that's how that all happened. Yeah. So, Eric, I think there's a, some validity to what you're saying. Yeah, it is. I mean, I mean, I can say it is, but I, I've heard I mean, I've heard the stories. You know, you never know until you actually talk to them in person and say, hey, yeah, that's exactly what happened. But you, you heard the rumors and, you know, hey, man, you know, that's, that's football. That's just how it goes. And I think both guys are right where they should be. You know, I think Shanahan does a great job, you know, in San Francisco, and, and, and McVeigh has done a great job here in, in L.A. So, you know, it's just another battle for yeah. And, and for night. players, I don't think, it, you know, we don't sit up there and go, damn, they didn't beat us the last four times, or they didn't beat us. It's about tonight, right? Mm-hmm. Right, right. You man. just focus on tonight, whereas it's our job here in the studio, in the media, to talk about, ooh, you know, Shanahan got McVeigh's number. He can't beat him in the regular season in San Francisco. They own the Rams and all that kind of stuff. But as players, you like, it's, hey, this is 2022. I know one thing. I, I, I guarantee this here. Now, you watch. You hope that the 49ers don't jump on us. If they jump on us and, and like, get us down 14 nothing, we're going to go into that pass mode. And then that's when the 49ers going to pin their ears back and, like, oh, cool, they ain't running the ball much anymore. And, you know, and, and they can. I mean, they, they have a they, – they they run the ball very successfully. I mean, and, and they work at it. So, you know, if if, if the game is close – then this it may become to who does a better job coaching, who does a better job of calling plays, who does who does a better job of using their timeouts. Uh, you know, that's what it comes down to when it's when it's a really close has, football game. Has do you think McVeigh has come to that realization past that you can't ab- abandon it? Because that's when he's gotten in the trouble. Yep, is when they get down early, early, uh-huh. and then all of a sudden they stop running the football or they abandon their game plan and go okay we got to catch it up we got to catch up right now we got to we got to create that 14 play or 14 point play where is that play let me go throw it 50 times and they don't do it even against <laughs> buffalo buffalo yeah even against buffalo they got behind and they started they i think they maybe ran the ball three times in the second half yeah i mean i think you know it, you, when you have a tendency it's hard to break it it really is i think uh in this football game I think he wanted. I think he'll want to run the football. He'll probably try to run, try to run the football. Now I know the 49ers are gonna try to stuff the run for sure. If I'm them, I'm gonna stuff the run. But I think he'll start off trying to run the football. At least make it manageable. Of, you know, uh, second and four, second and three, second and five. When you get that, you know, second and eight, 
you know, mm-hmm. second and ten, you know, third and twelve, you know, you you got a problem. But I I I, I still agree with you, right? I think and when 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 push comes to shove and panic mode sets in, it doesn't set on every game. You know, it just mm-hmm. depends on who you're playing. Now this game here, because San Francisco has been so successful against the Rams, panic could set in early. It could mm-hmm. set in. Oh, we down ten nothing. You know, now I got, you know I got I got to throw the football, or he could just, just stick to his game plan. When you watch when you watch Shanahan, no matter what, if he's yeah. behind, I'm like, damn, they still run the football. <laughs> they still run the ball. Yep. So let's just see. Well, I guess what we'll really see tonight uh, with the real Jimmy Garoppolo, please stand up. You know, he he didn't have a lot of training camp. No. Didn't look crisp last week. No, let's call it what it was. He was horrible last week. All right, week. well, let's just call it what it was. It was horrible last and they, week. And they still almost won that game. Yeah. Thank you. But Thank now you. he's had a week. Okay, now he's in. He's he's installed as the guy. And I guess tonight we'll get a pretty good idea of where he's at. Man, Jimmy Garoppolo's always had our number. I'm telling you, I mean, he seems to always play well against the Rams. I mean, it's, and there's certain teams that you play well against no matter what. Those teams to me were Tampa Bay and, and uh, Saint, the St. Louis Cardinals. I, mean, I, love, I wish I could have played them every week. But, um, you know, I, when 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 uh, Trey Lance went down, I'm like, dang, never got to deal with Garoppolo. Yeah. But, I mean, I'm serious. I'm really yeah. afraid of him. I'm like, because I guess he's – we had we had never beaten him until the NFC Championship game. That's the first time they beat even even when they were out of the playoffs. You know, yeah. had nothing to play for, and we had, we were still playing our starters. They came to the Coliseum, beat us, and yeah. beat us, yeah. and, and beat up on us. So, yeah. you know, uh, let's let's see let's see if we can just get one in the regular season. But main thing is if we can get to the playoffs, and that that's what it really comes down to. It's early, it's still early in the football season, but let's just let's just try to win if we can. Yeah, I think you know the big thing with Jimmy, he just he plays he plays to their strength, right? Their strength is. They run the football and they play action, but they also the defense. The 49er defense is as good as anybody's in the league. So he's not going to put his defense in any bad situations where they got to defend a short field. So he'd rather I'm a make I'm a punt, let our defense play defense, and we're gonna win the field position game, and then we're gonna strike when we can strike. But he's not gonna beat himself. And I think that's the thing that that makes him good for that team. Now, you know, Eric mentioned they get behind. They get behind too much, and it's all on him. He's not going to be able to handle that where he's got to throw it 50 times a game. That's not his game. His game is managing the game and understanding his team, which makes him such a good fit for that organization because right now, and they're in such a win-now mode, I think they would have been in trouble in that locker room had Trey Lance stayed healthy and they continued playing him. Mm-hmm. Um, because I don't think they would have won many games. I agree. And and that locker room, you know how that locker room will get. We got a guy that took us to the Super Bowl. We got a guy that took us to the NFC Championship game on the bench. You're not playing him? What are we doing? Well, it makes no sense. Well, it it, it, it does to the 49ers because they got money. It's money, and then he's a first-round pick. You know, they make, they make all these trades for him. And I just still don't understand why they feel like they have to play the guy right, right now. now. You got to play yeah. right now. I mean, because they, yeah. be, they might not be ready right now. I mean, honestly, I mean, Elway wasn't ready right now. Marino was. It's, it's very few guys that, that are ready right now. But they, they, they throw them in there, and then when they don't play well, they get criticized. And then, remember, these kids just came out of college. This, this, this NFL is a different speed. It's See, but yeah. here's the thing. When the Rams drafted Jared Goff, if you remember correctly, and people were saying, you got to play him. He's got to get in. He's got to play. He's a top yeah. pick. These guys got to play. If you're a top pick, you got to play right now. I, I agree with you, Eric. I don't always think that's the way to do this. Just because you're picked number one right. doesn't mean, as a quarterback, you need to be playing right now. I agree with you. I, I mean, I've always been, look, just because you're the number one pick, a, a, a first-round pick, don't mean you're ready to play right now. You sometimes have to work your way in. I mean, even myself, 
I got to say, yes, I did start week one. Uh, I was on fourth team until pretty much the last preseason game. And then I won't forget John Robinson. We made a change in our offense. And he said, Eric, we're going to go to the one-back set and you're my back. And I'm like, I really wasn't I'm like, okay, all right, cool. <laughs> but was I ready for it? No. Yeah. You know, did I do well? Yeah. I mean, it took me, it took me a couple of weeks to, you know, to get acclimated to the spill, even even being, you know, playing well to the speed of the game. That, that it, it takes some time for a young quarterback. Man, think about it. You, Rodney, you know, it's so much going yeah. on that field. I mean, so much happening. You got to, if I come to the quarterback and say, hey, Man, who, who do I have? Who do I'm blocking? blocking I gotta tell, he got to tell me because I mean, right. I may not, I may not know. He's, he's yeah. got to know everybody's position, and that yeah. makes it, that makes it hard for for a young player. Yeah, that that is that is the deal, man. Because you do in certain situations, you're calling plays and you're changing plays, and and you do have guys. Okay, uh, who, who who I got on that slide protection? Who I, who, <laughs> I got the mic? I got the set. Who, who I got? Am I am I flaring? Am I running the flat? I mean, you got to know on a split second. You got to know and call it out for guys, and and I never got that because you could blow someone's confidence early on if you put him in the game, and he doesn't have success right away. Because if Trey Lance would have stayed healthy, played a number of games, say the Forty ers are two and eight, they go, okay, we got to make a change. What happens to Trey Lance now? Yeah, I mean, he's done. His confidence is his confidence. His confidence is his shot. Com- his confidence is shot. Why are you it, rushing him in there? It never, it never made sense to me either. Yeah. Sort of like Sam Darnold when he yeah. played for the Jets in that infamous comment. Oh, God. Shell shot. I see ghosts. Yes. Remember that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Ghosts. I mean, and he played, we said that against Belichick, who, All you right. know, eats up young quarterbacks, right? So you, you're out there thinking, man, because it is a different game than college. Because you got, you know, you got smart coaches. Not that you don't have a smart coach in college, but you got different type of smart coaches in the NFL, and you got smart players, veteran players on that can trick a young quarterback into thinking they're they're doing something. It's not like you come up the line and okay, I got cover three. That's what I got. No, uh-huh. it may look like cover three. They're switching it, and it's switched up on the snap of the ball, and then oh, that's man. I'm gonna throw a man. No, it's zone, and then somebody pops in the zone. It's like that's why he says I'm seeing ghosts because I, in my mind. <laughs> They gave me this coverage that I pre-read and said it's supposed to be open. But when I threw it, there was two guys there. Was two there was two guys there. Man, I can tell you. Matter of fact, my, my, my rookie season, we played the Dallas Cowboys in, 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 in like, a, like a scrimmage game. Mm-hmm. And, man, I was so nervous that I forgot the plays. I go to the line of scrimmage. They call the play. And I'm like, what do I do? I, 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 say, I, I, I say, Vince, the first thing, I say, who, who, what do I do? You see, you getting the ball, Eric. <laughs> I'm like, wait, hey, on the right side. I'm like, okay, I had no, I'm afraid, that's why I had no clue. He caught on the play. I said, what do I do? You on the route. I'm like, hey. he, said, he, said, hey, he said, go off the field. I, I left the field. I went to my coach, Bruce Snyder. I said, Bruce, I said, I can't remember nothing. He said, what? I said, I can't remember no plays. He said, settle down. I, now, I'm just a running back. Not, not the, not, imagine, imagine I'm a quarterback doing that. I'm like, I'm like he said, settle down. He, he said, 47 gap. What did I say? I have no idea. <laughs> now think about it. That's your bread and butter. That's bread and butter play. T- toss left. I'm like, what's that? I mean, I mean, he said, Eric, sell. I mean, I finally say, okay, just settle down. So finally, I remember I settled down. He called the play. I'm like, okay, I know what that is. No, dude. Okay, I went back in. I had, I had a really good game, but that just goes to show you, man, when you're young, yeah. and fuck, man, you, it's, it's a lot of pressure. <laughs> it is. It is. And they know on the other side when you're feeling it and you're not sure yourself. You got some veteran guys talking to <laughs> talking you. Talking to you. Uh, hey, Rook. 
Yeah, Rook. <laughs> you don't know which way to go, do you? <laughs> I know. That, that you day. scared out of here, boy. You scared. Tom, Tom, Ain't no Tom, time to be scared. Tom Landry told John Robinson that day, he said, uh, before, before the scrimmage, he said, I think he made a mistake drafting that Dickerson kid. He said, really? He said, yeah, he runs too high. You know, I don't I don't think he's going to last. And he said, he looks fast, but I don't know if he's that fast. And boy, I mean, he, John told me that. Oh yeah, after, he did. After. Oh, he told you after. After, after, after. Uh, he, uh, uh, and I, I'm so glad I stuck it to him. And then after that, I always wanted to stick it to the Cowboys, <laughs> man. So you know, it's just times. Uh, have you heard about the fishing story? What they put the the the, the weights in the fish? Oh, I read it. Uh, <laughs> okay, I read it. I read somebody. I, I, I sent a guy. Matter of fact, I sent a friend of mine. A text. I said, "This how y'all do?" Because he goes on these big fishing trips where they millions of dollars. I'm like to catch fish. So yes, I did here. All right, wow. we're gonna talk about that later. Okay. Uh, when we come back, we've got uh, the Raiders finally breaking through against the Broncos. I'm just telling you, the Broncos aren't as good as people think. Mm-mm. That defense would let me down yesterday. And the Chargers held on against Houston. Our visit with Eric are brought to you by Ford and the Ford F-150. Visit your Southern California Ford dealerships today. Together, all right, we can make things happen. Presented by your Southern California Ford dealers. This is L.A. Football Mondays. Visit MyFordNow.com. Now, here's Eric Dickerson, Fred Rogan, and Rodney Pete. AM570, L.A. Sports. Oh, yeah, we're going to keep it moving on a Monday, a beautiful Monday, that is. Rodney Pete, Fred Rogan, the Hall of Famer, Eric Dickerson, on this L.A. Football Monday. Uh, all right, so the Chargers bounce back against Houston. Boy, it uh, got a little dicey there at the end. Mm-hmm. They ran the ball yesterday. They haven't done that, as you pointed out, Eric. Mm-hmm. Teams that ran it was one. It an yesterday. Austin Eckler sighting. Austin Eckler showed yeah. up and played and uh, looked pretty good. But when you look at the Chargers and the injuries they've suffered right now, uh, well, I, I think it's going to be tough now for them. Real tough. It's gonna be real tough. I mean, they're in a tough division. I mean, they really are. And 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 it's it's a it's a dog fight every week. You know, the only thing about the NFL is is I don't care how you win, you can win two to three <laughs> as long as you win the football game. It really doesn't make a difference. You know, they won yesterday. It wasn't pretty. I mean, they thought they had it controlled at one point. They let Houston come back into the game. Houston's out they're not a very good football team. They're a young football team, too. But, you know, when they played the Raiders in Kansas City, you saw Kansas City last night, they put a spanking on Tampa, you know, so it's going to be tough for the Chargers. And, and, and the big thing is, is injuries. And, I, and I've, I've said this, I say this all the time. People think, ah, oh, can the Rams repeat? Can they do this? And I said, look, man, it comes down to if they can keep players healthy. That's the big part because if you can have a healthy football team for at least most of the season or sometimes all of the season, everybody's not going to be healthy. Man, you got, you got a great chance of, of having a great season. But if you get guys hurt and hurt early and, and key players hurt and offensive linemen hurt, defensive linemen, you have a problem, and, and that's the Chargers' situation right now. When you, you know, you Eric said it about the Texans. You know, they're they're not a very good football team. He's still got a young quarterback that's kind of finding his way through. You know, Lovey Smith's been coaching a while, so he's you know he's going to do some things defensively to. Could Lovey Smith, by the way, shave his beard, please? Could he trim his beard, <laughs> Man, please? Wow, I didn't please. recognize him. What like is going garden, on with that? Garden gnome. <laughs> 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 he looked like man. I didn't mean to interrupt. I'm no, sorry, Rodney. No offense to the garden gnomes, yeah. but he looks like a garden gnome. Yeah, I do. I want to just go shave it a little bit. What's I a garden gnome? Is that off, thing is they it? put out in front of you. Oh, put out in front of the house a little gnome. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, he did let him know. Oh, okay, that's funny. But when you up, you know, you you up twenty seven to seven early in the game, you gotta go put them away. You gotta go put them away, and you you, you can't let teams like that find a way to get back into the game where you gotta you know fight and. You know, not fight, scrap, but still, you got to play in the end to go you know, salvage that win. You got to put them away. And I am. The injury factor to them has hit them again. Um, and I don't know when you've got, first of all, anybody thinks that the Chiefs were going to be ordinary or the Chiefs are, or. Uh, they look good. They look know, good. Yeah. Or Patrick Mahomes is, why he doesn't still get the credit. I don't know why people think he's like at the end of his career when he's just starting out. Uh, but don't like, you know, they all, everybody talks about Josh Allen and Lamar Jack, all these young quarterbacks, and, and they seem like forget that this this cat has been to multiple na- uh, AFC title games, been to two Super Bowls, won one of them, and, and is just getting started. Um, but the game he played last night, meaning uh, Mahomes, was, was incredible, but just shows how, you know, why he's at the top of the list. But you got Kansas City's going to win the division. I mean that's not even close. And Denver, like you mentioned, Denver, Denver is for. And we said that, you know, I, I think I said, look, everybody's talking about Denver and gotten Ru- Russell Wilson was the only missing piece. They, they got more problems than they just got the more quarterback. Problem. Yeah, they got more. You problems. know, their defense is pretty good, but they got more problems offensively than just quarterback. But the Chargers, it just it, it doesn't feel the same. Like they're not playing with the same edge, or at least any edge that you felt going into the season. Like a lot of people picked them. To win a division, number one, and be a team that goes to the Super Bowl. They don't even look remotely close to a team that can do that now. I'll say it again. You know, with injuries, it's, it's a big part of your football team. And um, our guy, Anthony Lynn, he went through that. You know, when yeah. when you got a when you got a hurt football team, man, I don't care how great a coach you are. When you're playing backups and you're playing backups against starters, and you think, oh, these guys are pros, it's different levels. It's just serious. That's why they're backups. I mean, now uh, Brandon Staley, he's he's seeing it. I mean, when you ain't got your when you don't have you when you don't have all your guns, it's like going to a, a gunfight with with a knife. I mean, these guys they can stand across the room and shoot at you trying to throw a knife at them. That's what it's like. I mean, Houston they ran the ball on 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 the char- on, on the charges like had 131 yards rushing, but one guy gonna have a guy had a 175 yard touchdown run. I mean, this is just not the same team right now. And I and I'll say it again because of injuries. Injuries plays a big part in football. Uh, as for the Broncos, we mentioned, the Raiders finally get a win. A uh, little dicey there for a bit near the end. But uh, it's good that the Raiders finally got a win. I, a win is a step forward. I don't think they advance by leaps and bounds. Win is a win. But win, a win, win is a win, Fred. Win is a win. I mean, think about it. San Francisco lost to, to, to uh, Broncos a week ago. So, I mean, everybody's saying, oh, the Broncos look so good. You know what I mean? They've been missing Russell with The defense look great. And then they let the Raiders run for 212 on them yesterday. That, that same defense. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. so, and I'll go back to what I said. Man, when you can run the football, it is just, it makes a big difference for the whole football team. Everything's not on Derek Carr. It's like we can run the ball, we can play action because they got to bite on the play action. Why? Because we run the football. So, yeah, they won the football game. You didn't want, they didn't want to start off 0 and 4 because. I'm telling you, even at Owen, even at one and three, they still in trouble. I mean, let's just be honest. Because let's just say they win next week, they win the next week. Okay, now they're three and three. They're five hundred. They're five hundred. Yeah. Now you think they're gonna win like seven, eight in a row? Uh, no, that's not gonna happen. It's not because now you're gonna they'll they'll end up like three and four, and then maybe four and four. 
Now four and seven, you know, four and eight. <laughs> and so the, it's, it's catch up ball the whole way. I mean, they had everybody thought the Ravens were going to be this different football team, you know, like a contender this year. But when you start off zero and three, you I hate to say it, you're pretty much out of it. Yeah, because. And even the even the stats will say that no team has ever made the playoffs at zero and three starts. So uh, they they find an uphill battle as it is. But it just Derek Carr didn't look good the first three games of the season. He didn't look comfortable. And I don't know if it's uh, you know McDaniel's and the new coach and the new system and all those things. But and and didn't have any help. Like Eric said, first of all, he didn't have any help running the football. Jacobs was a uh, you know I think he was hurt the first week or didn't play much. But now that he's getting to go again and getting it going, and it's going to help Derek Carr out a lot, and he can't do it on his own, which I think he was trying to do a little bit too much in the first three ball games. But he's got to have some help. Waller's got to show up. We talked about him last week, dropping passes. Um, Devontae Adams can't be just the only go-to target there. He's got to have some guys around him show up. And the, and and what they did yesterday, running the football against the Broncos, was a bright sign for the Raiders. They can get it turned around, but they still got an uphill battle to go because they, they are playing in a tough division that's going to beat each other up. And again, I go back to saying uh, Kansas City is the class of that division. So they're going to win the division. The way the Raiders get in is a wild card, um, and that's going to be tough. That's going to be that's going to be real tough. I mean, think about it. Josh Al, I mean, uh, Josh McDaniel. Was it Josh McDaniel? Josh yeah. McDaniel. Uh, he hadn't won as a head coach since 2010. That's his first win. I mean, yeah. <laughs> that says a lot right there as a head coach. His first win, last time he won was 2010. It's 2022. Yeah, it's been a while. Herb. It's been a while. It's been a while. You both saw the Sunday night game. I, I, I'm just wondering. So Tom Brady got hit and knocked down at one point. He got hit a lot last night. But he, he got hit good, and he went down. When I saw him go down, in this, and he was trying to pass, he got hit. He didn't see the guy coming. I thought, oh, my God. And I don't know why. Maybe it's his age. Probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought that's it. He's done. He got hit and he was down for a second. And they got up and he took a they sh- a tight shot of his eyes and it was kind of like confused, a little bit confused. I thought that's it. <laughs> Anytime that guy gets hit hard because of his age, I think that's it. Well, you know, I, I, I won't say that's that's true. I mean, I can't say now. Look, Kyler Murray got hit, you know. And uh, what's yeah, what's what's uh, Tua 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 got hit. Those are some some hits. Like even a young kid, like ooh, even I wow. I mean, you know, he's been he's been hit before. I mean, he's he's a quarterback, and and his body's in, in, in shape. Even though it's it's a forty five year old body, it's yeah. not it's not a twenty two year old body, a twenty year old body. You know, he's used to it. He's used to getting it. in a sense and learning how to fall. fall. I say learn how to fall. You know, yeah. for a quarterback, right? And you know this is better yeah. than I do. The 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 bad things when you get them in the back. Like you standing there mm-hmm. in in the back, I'm, even I'm like, ooh, that like that hurt. That, that whiplash, that, exactly. But you know, you kind of, kind of like you say, you got you got to know how to fall. Yeah, as if you saw both the hits on Tua. Not that you can always control that, um, but both times he got hit and and was going back, and his back of his head hit the turf, which is anybody tell you that that's a that's the easiest way you can get a concussion is that back of the head, the back of your brain, when it hits the turf or hits something hard, will daze you. And both times he hit the back of the turf. And what you're taught, if you you know, have some – I had a, a coach early on in college would, would teach us, we'd have drills where we'd learn how to fall as a quarterback or learn how to roll your shoulder so you don't, you don't fall directly on your shoulder when somebody's sacking you. 
and learn how to fall backwards where you tuck your chin in so that helmet doesn't bang back on the turf. Um, and then if you do, you know, take some martial arts classes, they'll teach you that as well. Um, but it is. I, 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 I'm not even I'm, – I'm not so concerned about him getting hit as I am some of the young guys out there getting hit. Because they don't know how to fall. They don't know how to fall. And they're not – their awareness of when they're going to be – you know, you can't see everything. You don't always know. Um, like Eric said, blind size, you don't always know you're going to get hit. But most of the time, Tom Brady's got the best awareness inside the pocket of, of, of anybody. So he can kind of sense when that is coming, right, and kind of start to protect himself, start to think about, okay, I got to fall, I got to roll the show, I got to do this so I don't land directly on my shoulder or directly on my head. So I'm less worried about him getting hit and falling than I am some of the young guys. What do you guys think about Tua, by the way? You brought Tua up. What would you think about it? That first week, oh, wobbled God. off the field. They checked him. They man. said it Did was they? a back injury. Man. Did they? Come on, man. Well, no, I'm Come telling on, you. Man. I'll let Eric go first. Come on. All right. Man. They said it was a back injury. In today's NFL, I don't think if a guy had a concussion, you'd send him back out there. That's yeah. just me. But yeah. then he gets, then he got it again. And they said he shouldn't have been playing in the first place. What do you think, Eric? I'm Black Santa Claus over here, too. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> man, please, man. When that guy, when he got, when he went down, you saw his head hit the ground. His head hit the ground. They're talking about a, a neck and back. I'm like, that's the biggest. You know, I'm gonna say this much here, you know. I played the NFL. I, I think the NFL. Is a, I think it's a great sport. I really do. I think it's a great sport. It's still a, it's still a brutal sport, but the NFL to me, they do what they can do to protect the guys. Now, after let's hope that they take care of the guys. But the big thing is, is that they want to win football games. That's not the NFL. That's the team. The team. They'll do whatever it takes. I mean, to, to win a game, they will put your they'll put your your lively your life in jeopardy. They really will. I mean, and they say they won't. Just like this, to me, he should have never been allowed back on that field. It's, it's, it, he just shouldn't have. And it showed the next week what happened because it happened so fast. And, and sometimes it doesn't look like a big hit. It didn't look like it. Don't look like a big that the one the last one get like a big hit. The other one yeah. looked like a big hit because you know you as a quarterback, rather you know, you know he he fell back as a running back. You used to hit all the time, mm -hmm. so you just get up and go. It didn't look big, but for a quarterback, it's different because you know why, Fred? They're not hit like us all the time. Right. They're not. We we down our head and they down. We used to pow pow pow. We used to that quarterback. Body's ready for it. Yeah. Body's ready for quarterback. Right. Isn't? I just feel like, you know, it's after the fact. It's like it's like. They, they they fired the guy, you know. The fired the, they fired the doctor, doctor. you know. The fired they fired the doctor. But I guarantee the team said, and the team, oh, you going back in? Okay, fine. Mm -hmm. you, you, they should have took double precautions on that. Hey, let's make sure you know it's right because we want to get it right. Now, now what they're saying now, they they they're gonna do other. They're gonna, they're gonna take more precautions and all that kind of stuff. I saw the NFL put a statement out, but. You know, yeah, it was a bad. these teams gonna do whatever they do. do. They'll do whatever they have to do to win a football game. And I'll say it again, they will put your life and your health at jeopardy to win a football game. It was a, uh, it was a black eye for the for the NFL. It was a bad couple of weeks for the NFL in a lot of different ways. He, he, first of all, he should never have played in the next week's game uh, against Cincinnati after that hit he took against Buffalo. Um, should have never been allowed to play. And the whole notion of it's a back, it's this, and it's ankle, <laughs> everybody, I don't know about you, I got texts from so many people saying, oh, he concussed. Oh, he, he, oh, he, oh yeah, he dazed, he out, he out. When he stumbled trying to get back to the huddle after that, and then to go through what they call the, I'm putting up air quotes, as uh, protocol. Protocol. protocol and evaluation in the tent, I don't know what they're looking at. 
I don't know what they're talking to him about. He was definitely confused and definitely dazed. And then now today's NFL, supposedly, if you if there's any signs or any kind of indication that you're that way, they take your helmet and you're not allowed to go back in the game. And he was allowed to do both, get the helmet and go back into that same game. And as a guy that had many concussions, you're right, Eric, we're not used to being hit in certain ways or even falling that way, which I went, just went through. Thank God I had a coach like that. But you're not used to that. So when your head hits the turf, it hits you in a different way and your head gets there. But if you had a concussion, you are so much more susceptible to getting another one the next week than you normally would be because it's not gone from your system. That's why they keep you out the following week usually is because that is not gone. It doesn't take much for the next one to happen, which it clearly did. All right. A whale of a fishtail. Oh! <laughs> the controversy surrounding oh my God. the fish tournament. The walleye fish tournament. A lot of money at stake. Who knew you took lie detector tests at the fish tournament? <laughs> but you do. Sons of bitches. <laughs> AM570 LA Sports. From the Rams to the Raiders to the Chargers, this is LA Football Mondays on AM570 LA Sports. Eric Dickerson, Fred Rogan, and Rodney Pete are presented by your Southern California Ford dealers. Visit buyfordnow.com. Monday. It is a Monday. Right to Pete Fred Rogan and the Hall of Famer Eric Dickinson on an LA football Monday. Freddie! All right. We were talking about this during the break. I think it's the best story of the weekend. I really do. The fishing tournament controversy. <laughs> uh, before we get to end, by the way, it was called the Lake Erie Walleye Trail. Oh, Lake Erie on lake that Erie. lake. Now, it was a lake. Okay. Off of Cleveland. We're talking off air, and Eric, you were looking up fishing tournaments. You said you make a lot of money. Yeah. In fishing tournaments. Yes. Let me, see, let me go back to it. The biggest one here in, in Los Angeles, it says $4.5 million. White Marlin earned largest payout in tournament history. And that's here. Now, I, I, I have a buddy like, like Michael Jordan, Michael Jordan, uh, my buddy Bill Hogland, uh, Jim Putman. These guys, I know they fish. And they had a payout of $15 million. I'm like, well, how does it get to $15 million? He said, because he got a lot of side bets. And it's uh, like it's like a hundred thousand to get in. Then you're like, I bet you, I bet you this, I bet you another hundred, I bet you two hundred thousand. All of a sudden, it's up to fifteen million. I'm like, to catch a fish? I'm like, man. First of all, <laughs> I don't fool with that water, so it, it wouldn't make me. It, it make me I don't fool. You're not a fisherman. I, Fred, I don't fool with the water, man. I'm telling you, the water. It's, if anything bad would happen, it would happen to my black ass out there. <laughs> So it'd be like, see, I knew I shouldn't have been out here. I shouldn't have been out here in the first place. So I'm not gonna even scream. I'm just gonna take it like a man. Never gonna scream. Well, scream for what? Just going down. Just gonna go down. But that's crazy. I've I've heard the same thing. It's like the big big new thing is a lot of guys looking. You know, I'm gonna spend my money, and they're going to get these nice big fishing boats. And then both is expensive. And, and they're very expensive, yeah. but they're laid out and, you know, got the deep sea, uh, you know, equipment so yeah. you can track all the fish and do all the things you need to do. Sonar. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's a it's a big deal. And down in the Caribbean, uh, you know, in places like that and even some of the lakes, they, they have these big tournaments. I never heard of $15 million. Though. That's crazy. Brother, I, I hadn't heard of it. I, I had not heard of it either until the guy told me. I'm like, 
are you serious? He said, yeah. He said, he said, what happens is, let's just say, no one wins the money th- that year. Okay, it rolls over. It rolls over to next year. Mm. I'm like, ooh, yeah, wow. All right, and for people here in Southern California, there are anglers, people that fish, people mm-hmm. that fish competitively. There's Bassmasters Pro. Well, this was the uh, walleye event, the Lake Erie walleye event. <laughs> and the way this works is, yeah, you go out and you catch fish. Catch as many fish as you can. But the winner is determined by the weight of the fish you catch. Mm-hmm. So they weigh the fish, and then whoever has the fish that weigh the most wins the prize. And there's money associated with this. So there are a couple of guys, and uh, their last names are, well, Comiskey and Runyon. It's Chase Comiskey from Pennsylvania. His partner, Jake Runyon, is from Ohio, so they were a team. Mm-hmm. And they were on top of the National Fishing Tournament leaderboard, meaning they've won enough tournaments and they've made enough money so they and by the way by the way you may not know this i didn't until today at some fishing tournaments they make you take a lie detector test and ask you if you've altered anything if you've done anything wrong any funny business well apparently at one tournament these guys flunked so they they were disqualified from that tournament Okay. But this crew here, the same guy. Yeah. Okay. All right. So now flash forward, the big Lake Erie event. There you go. The walleyes are there. They're weighing them, and they've won again. They've won. They're the national, they're on top the national leaderboard. But then for whatever reason, the judge or the official decides to cut open the fish. And they had passed the lie detector test for this. They, they didn't take one here. Oh, they didn't take one. Okay. This one didn't have one. Okay. So, you know, that's it. And the people that lost are mad and they're happy. Then just, I'm going to cut open the fish and look at it. And they cut open the fish. And all of a sudden, you see these weights. <laughs> lead weights are inside the fish. They're not, they're not little lead weights either. <laughs> no, they were good-sized weights. And they open another fish. And this one has a lead weight and then part of a fish. Like yeah. a fillet. A fillet of another fish was a inside. A fillet of it. another yeah. fish was inside. <laughs> now, I don't know if they catch them and then all of a sudden off on the side, guys are shoving weights in their mouth. How they shove the fillet in the fish. Yeah, how do they know. get the fillet? I mean, because the fish weren't cut open no. to do it unless they had a. Uh, incredible seamstress on board that did with so fish up after they cut it open and stuck the steel, you know, the lead weights in there. But were they shoving it down the fish's mouth? Yeah, Apparently, that's what you do. And that's just what you do you just shove it down their throat. I mean, there's no other way to get it down there. Yeah, and they so they shove the weights down. Kevin, you were not able to really? salvage any of that, were you? <laughs> that audio? Oh yeah, Fred, I got some audio. Ronnie, can you turn me up here? I have some audio for you, Fred. Here's uh, some audio from. Uh, the fracas that, uh... All right, so here's what happened. So anyway, they cut open the fish. They find the weights. People are standing there watching this, and it erupts into kind of a melee for a couple of minutes. Here's part of the audio. <laughs> Back to you, Fred. You okay. <laughs> Basically, Eric. Fred sends me this file. Hey, yeah, edit this down and have it on. I can't. Yeah, I literally can't. I, I, I saw it. Yeah, you can't. You can't. Can do I don't blame him. Do wait, wait. How much money was involved in this tournament? Well, that, I don't know. I'm assuming at least 100 grand. Yeah. And 
The other thing is, in this fracas, in this melee where people are yelling, guys are going, you need to go to jail! Yeah. Call, call the police! Call the authorities! How many times, how much money you won over the years of doing all this crazy? And the guy's just sitting there like he's about, he's scared to death. Yeah, he's he about to get move. his ass whooped. So he's <laughs> frozen. He's so, just, so, so his fishing day is over with in tournaments. Well, I think he's done. Oh, yeah, he got to be done. What's his he, name? Comiskey and uh, his partner's Runyon. He's Chase Comiskey. He red flagged. Yeah, and Jake Runyon. And Runyon ran. And run. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. it, 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 it's crazy. If you've not seen it, look it up online. Just uh, fishing tournament controversy oh, or fishing God. tournament cheating. You you will not believe this. It it is crazy. And I'm just wondering as we sit here now, uh, if anyone knows how they got those weights in that fish. Yeah. If anyone know. is a is a fisherman and can talk about this kind of thing at tournaments, we would love to know. I think it would interest everybody. And those not those, those are big weights. Yeah. I mean, they're big and round. They're not small. They're no. Not, it's, it was like two or three of them in each, one, each fish, wasn't it? Yeah, they were big weights. So what you can do is call us at 866-987-2570 okay. and explain how this works. <laughs> like, so we'll find out how, how does little we'll fish weigh so much? I know, world, what, did that, what did you eat? Right, yeah, we'll it's like a goldfish that weighs 30 pounds. <laughs> yeah. uh, or you can tweet us. Tweet the show at Rogan and Rodney, at Fred NBCLA, at Rodney Pete 9. Either way, but if you understand how this kind of thing happens, please let us know. 